precedence to SimCity's first ever holiday special, Simpmas. I'm your mayor, Izzy. And I'm a city manager, Emma. Last podcast, we stated what we were thankful for, for our first ever Simsgiving. So join us in the spirit of giving, caring, and sharing for tonight's holiday cheer. On tonight's agenda, we're dreaming of a bountiful Simpmas. In the spirit of the holidays and giving presents, we discuss shipping, fandom holiday specials, and our very own fandom wish lists. The council is now in session. So to start the night off, um, we're going to go into why we're discussing shipping. Why is that a particular thing that we think should represent the holidays? Um, And that's simply because, well, with all the shipping backlogs and all, you know, like Amazon shipping, Etsy shipping, um, it's kind of an analogy for getting and giving presents. And then, you know, and then you twist it around the words and shipping, you know, shipping and fandom. Why not? So that was our thought process, at least connect the dots a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll jump into it right away. Take it away. Is it simpmas or shipmas? Oh, it sounds like shipmas. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, that doesn't sound right. Never mind. Well, we'll say shipping for simpmas. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm a, I'm a simp for shipping. <laughs> Me too. Oh God. Yes. So one thing we want to start out this discussion with uh, is, you know, talking about, you know, shipping in general, like how do we and people in general get into shipping? And I think it's really cool. Cause like, I mean, and fandom's just so dynamic with so many different things, but like for shipping, at least in my experience, it's not like there's like a certain kind of like procedure I follow, like, Oh, you know, these, these two characters are, you know, this group of characters I like that I think would be really cute if they, you know, got together romantically. There's not necessarily anything specific that I look for. Uh, cause you know, I've gotten into shipping, you know, through fan art that I've seen where I never thought of two characters together and I see something and I'm like, oh, that's actually, you know, really cool. I'd like to look into that more or, you know, but I mean, most common is like what I see in the show and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I'll go, you know, look up fanfic or, or something about that. So besides something that's usually canon, so you'll ship maybe more likely to ship canon, but if it's represented in an aesthetically pleasing format, like through fan art, do you think then you would explore it more or? Yeah, yeah. Because um, especially for for anime, at least that I've seen, there's not generally a lot of couples even though I really like you know romance mm-hmm. that's <laughs> romance true shows uh which doesn't necessarily mean that people are together either but but yeah uh like in instances like that where it's like there's not canon couples or the yeah. canon couples are limited or come you know later on in seasons mm-hmm. yeah I definitely turn more towards fan art and fanfic than to I guess like give me ideas I'd say especially fan art too um or not too but fan art more so than like fanfic yeah I would say that I'm in the same boat as you not necessarily for fan art that that's what but the fanfic in general I'll usually like I started off always shipping anything canon and then when you go once you see see the creative content that people come up with then then it really does inspire and it sits in your head and you're like this is actually like they might have never met on the show, mm-hmm. 
but when you look at it like wow they really complement each other or wow that's a really interesting ship to think about mm-hmm. like I I appreciate those kind of ships and that's what I get into now more but I I usually can't come up with it off the top of my head I have to find it through a different media source and then go on from there mm-hmm. yeah so it kind of makes me makes me wonder how people think about that and when if you and me like especially can't really like don't not, not that we necessarily can't but we don't always think about shipping certain people like other people do yeah I agree with that as well and then also too for yeah with fan fiction the reason I say fan art is a little more is more um influential on my sh- I guess like pairs or groups that I ship is that uh with fanfic it's like once I have a pair a pair or group or whatever in my head that I like then I go to fan fiction. I don't really oh. wait for fan fiction to tell me <laughs> what okay. to ship. <laughs> I mean I have read fanfics where there's like a side couples that I'm like, oh that's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah. But like the main the main couple or thruple or whatever is you know the what I was looking for and why I'm reading that fanfic uh, it is very interesting with fan fiction like you wrote uh exploring ideas that we never had or had thought of because then it also um you know explores the idea of and this is fan fiction in general too not necessarily for shipping but like people going okay well you know what if the characters were living like in like our our world like you know just normal yeah. reality that we experience mm-hmm. like how would they actually be or you know putting them in different scenarios to like way far more far flung than that yeah so so I think that's also interesting and really cool that people go, okay, well, what if we dump them in this situation? How are they going to act? You know, cause it's going to yeah. be different than, you know, what you would typically see. Cause it's, you know, different than, you know, the context that we're always given. Well, and, and going off of that too, when you ship certain characters together, I mean, for example, like one that's popping in my mind right now is like, you know, in Harry Potter, a lot of people ship him with, you know, like the usual either, canon way I mean they do ship them with a lot of other people but for people who ship Harry Potter and like Voldemort they 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 (laughs) this is such a bad example but when I when they put those two characters together it creates like they bring out the worst in the characters and so I like the fact that fan fiction can be used to explore ships or to explore using ships I should say to explore other sides of characters So they Mm -hmm. can either bring out worse characteristics for each other or sometimes like in canon, a really good or like a really bad couple, like maybe someone who's abused and they put them with a really caring person, even though they might not ever have met and they put it in a fanfic and it's like, it's just a beautiful like story arises or, you know, like you really get to explore the characters more and you get a rich story out of that. And that's why I like when they play with with different couples and shipping and things like that Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes yeah I've seen it where and it like cracks me up but I'm also like what the fuck which is pretty much like all fanfic yes um (laughs) yeah I've seen some where it's like the description will be like 
this couple broke up because person A cheated on person B and now they're like struggling to figure out how to move on and then they mm-hmm. see each other again and will there be sparks and I'm just like what the fuck <laughs> I'm like okay I'm like interesting you know very interesting take but I'm also like it's so heavy which yeah. some people you know a lot of people are into I mean obviously that's not really normally my thing but I'm also like I'm like well I haven't read this, so maybe depending on the situation, that would explain why this person did this and why they broke up. Because sometimes I'm like, this does this seems out of character, and it it can be. It's not like you know every fanfic ever written, the characters that are included, you know, follow characterization of the show to a T. Right. Yeah. That that's really hard to I think capture, especially when you're going um you know off base you know putting them in different scenarios too so it's it's like you know it may seem out of character but you know it could actually you know fit with their characterization just because it's like you know and then how are you going to argue and be like well they wouldn't do this in this situation it's like how would you know yeah actually that just you can I make a side note you just said out of character and I in my head I was thinking when that happens usually authors put this might see make the character seem a little OC. Is mm-hmm. that what OC means? I out of character. OC for out of character. Or, oh, or I, I think always... OC also works, but OC is generally always... used for original character. That's what I thought. So okay, so maybe it means out of character, but I I literally always thought it meant original character. Yeah, OC as far as I'm aware is original character, and then OOC is out of character. Oh my, I didn't know that. Which sometimes writers will acknowledge that either they purposely did that or they might just know from re- like rereading their stuff and be like, I think this might be a little OOC. I'm not really sure. You know, you guys let yeah. me know. Okay, because I see that uh, I'm just stupid and I, did, I didn't realize that meant out of character. I just thought it meant like original, original character. I just thought it was original twice. <laughs> well, and depending on what website you're using to read whatever the tagging systems are different so like um yeah you know for archive of our own people tend to write stuff out more in their tags where i don't see like oc too much unless maybe it's in the like the the summary mm-hmm. but at least like for specifically for the tags on archive of our own i would normally see like original character written out yeah, if that's the case. I don't see that too often for the what I read, but yeah, people do very cool things, very amazing things, things that they know are like super whack, but they don't care either. Because I've read yeah. crack fix, and those are really fun. Those are great when they're done. When crack fix are done right, and that's really stupid to say because crack fix usually aren't. Which the, is kind of the, the when point. you do it when you do crack fix wrong, it's right. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I also like the tag, you know, crack taken seriously. <laughs> yes, I do like that tag too. Um, yeah, those are up my alley. But yes, again, just you know, people are creative in different ways, and you know, fanfic writers are are their own in the league of their own. Very much so. Mm-hmm. That and you know that brings me to because I wanted to bring up um that fan explaining article that mm-hmm. we read yeah um, because in it so this this article was by 
um, Flourish Clink. Uh, it's by it's by the Flansplaining podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, and I I just found it recently, and I freaking love it. And then I shared it with Izzy. Um, mm-hmm. They've got great content, and they've got articles, and they've done so much shit. It's great. Um, but the article that I was looking at was shippers on shipping, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up now was because like we're talking about content creators you know people who write fan fiction and they write these ships and they write all about them and whether that means someone is a casual shipper or an active shipper and they brought it up in this article that some people make a difference between casual shipping and actively shipping and personally myself I see that whenever I ship something like I just ship it Like, it's just, to me, like, I might be hardcore or I might just casual, like, to me, all shipping is the same. Or it was until I read this article Then I kind of like, hmm, but I don't know about you, Izzy, like, would you count yourself as a casual shipper, an active shipper? I mean, because we don't write enough, like, we're both very big BTS, like, we're both in the big BTS fandom and stuff. Would you count yourself as a, but we're very much so, I would say, active shippers? But yet they like in this article, they say that active shippers are people who create content and, you know, constantly reblog it and things like that. I mean, I don't do that. I don't know if you do. I do not. I wouldn't say I ship BTS. I feel like they're all soulmates, but like platonically personally, which I I guess for me, shipping like whatever, anything I consider a ship, it's always romantic. So yeah, so oh. for me, for BTS, I get, I wouldn't say I ship them because to me, I always consider that at least like for myself, if I say it's just something, I mean, yeah. I like whoever together as, um, as a romantic grouping. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I see BTS as platonic soulmates personally. Um, yeah, but yeah, the active shipping too is interesting because I guess also, you know, for me, I, I never really thought about until I, you know, read this article and I was like, oh, this is very interesting, um, about, you know, casual versus active. Cause I consider myself an active shipper, but I guess like, there's nothing I really ship casually. It's pretty much like if I like a ship, I'll go, you know, search for it on Tumblr or maybe watch like YouTube videos and then go read fan fiction. And there's plenty mm-hmm. of pairings I'll see like fan art for or you know seeing fanfics um or even see things like pop up like analysis on on Tumblr discussing two characters and why someone thinks that they you know would be a cute couple and for me I'm like oh you know that's cool that you know you think this or you drew that like kudos to you that's awesome that you put something out out there put your ideas out there your art video whatever it may be yeah just because I would say oh I like like I think that'd be cute to me I'm like Mm -hmm. that doesn't I don't think that means necessarily that I ship it just because I'm like oh okay like I feel like it just if you're okay with it like you know say there's like a a couple that becomes canon in a show and you're like I personally you know maybe you wouldn't have put them together if you had the choice but it is what it is and you're like okay you know I see why they work like to me that wouldn't be shipping if you're like okay with it or like oh okay you know I think that's cute yeah um if that makes any sense I feel like I just keep 
uh, Jeopardy no, brain. I, no, because you, you, well, right now you're saying that even though you think something's cute, you don't necessarily, so maybe you'd say you're more of um, a casual shipper and the effects that you may, I mean, what am I trying to say? I mean, unless I'm into something, I'm not going to go try and look for it. Like if it comes across my pathway, I'm like, okay, you know, cute, whatever. But other than yeah. that, it's like, I'm like, okay, you know. So, okay. So maybe I guess you're not a cat, not that you're more of an active shipper, but in the fact mm-hmm. that you will actively ship certain things, you, even if you say, oh, this couple is cute. Like in the article, they say, you know, oh, I think they're cute together. doesn't mean you're shipping it. That exactly. would be more yeah. casual. You're more of an active, like, this is what I like to ship. Mm-hmm. I guess I would, I, yeah, I could see where that's coming from too. But I don't see myself as saying like that you have in order to be an active shipper, you have to be compulsively thinking about that ship 24 seven, you know, mm-hmm. like that's where I get where the casual shipping comes in. Like, oh, like yeah, it's I'm a continual. Much- mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very much in the article, um, the author, their podcast co-hosts and the person who i'm assuming must also write articles as well makes like what this person her name's elizabeth um what she considers casual and active shipping i would say is very much like my speed i remember reading this and going okay this is like very similar to me but i mean i i feel weird like drawing a line in the sand though because i don't want to really do that because i'm also like i for me for my stuff that i'm into i'm like i don't really care if it's considered casual or active. I'm just kind of out here doing my own thing. But, right. but I did think it was interesting when the author is like, you know, then goes on to say, okay, well, here's, you know, what Elizabeth has to say about shipping and what she can, and how she, you know, goes, here's, you know, what she considers casual and here's what she considers active. And it's a little more of a distinction. Uh, and then the author, and then the author of the actual article goes on to say that, you know, they don't, they just see shipping as continuum, whether they're like super obsessed with something or not that they just consider shipping, shipping. And I, you know, I mean, it's, everyone's got their own thing. And I think that's another fair take. Cause I read that and I'm like, well, you know, that's not personally like how I consider shipping for myself, but I think that's also a, a very fair, fair take on it too. I was just gonna say that, which is why I thought the results were really interesting that people actually a lot of that a lot of people really do draw that distinction mm-hmm. between that. So that's why I thought it was very interesting with the article. I feel like you shouldn't have to. Yeah, and I think the author makes a good point um, to when they they give their example. So they say, I see it all as one can. Oh my God. I see it all as one single continuum. I might write fanfic for a pairing. I don't feel much emotional engagement with you'd obsess over another couple without so much as reblogging a gift set. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought I was like, okay. I'm like, well, for me, you know, if I really like something, I'm going to go out and find it. But I think that's very interesting. And I think almost kind of a relief for some people. Cause I think sometimes it's like, if you say you're into something, people expect you to know a bunch about it or, um, okay. So, you know, for like our podcast, you know, I love Nanami. I don't have a Pinterest board for him. Don't have any oh, yeah. merch at all for him. I have a couple things, 
couple fan art things reblogged on Tumblr for him. And that's about it. And that's weird because, yeah, you, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, which is, I've been not actively searching for merch, but I'm like, if I find something cute related to him, I'm like, well, I'll buy it then. Yeah. But compared to like Haikyuu, where, you know, I love uh, my main man, Crow Tetsuro, and I have a couple, I have a Nakama t shirt, and then I have two. Right, two. I have one Nekama sweatshirt for sure. I want to say I have two, but I think I'm fucking that up. Well, and let's not forget your Kuro body pillow. <laughs> <laughs> that that was not a purchase that I made myself. Just sure to be fair. Uh-huh. No, stop it. Don't make it sound <laughs> like I did that to myself because <laughs> you bought that. And I appreciate it. I'm not saying I don't like it <laughs> or that I don't appreciate it. But don't make it come out here and sound like I was like begging for water, like was going to buy one for myself. And then you went and bought it for me. Yeah, that's true. I did. I did buy that for you. But you, you know, I knew you really wanted it deep down. I knew you'd really appreciate having, <laughs> you know, being able to sleep next to Curl at night. <laughs> I, I do love it. It cracked me. I like could not believe when I opened that up. I was like. Is this is a dream, but somehow kind of like not a nightmare, but I'm like, this is different. <laughs> this is very, I didn't know what you were gonna get me, but I wouldn't have guessed that. I should have I should have had a suspicion though when you were messaging me about the body pillows, but I thought you were just trying to get one for yourself and you were just him. That's what I played about it off it. as. Well, I was like, I was me. like, I want a body pillow, you know, and how how big is yours? And then you lied to me um about how big your body pillow was <laughs> i don't think so well i thought my i thought the cover would be big enough which it was <laughs> it was too big <laughs> yeah it's either his head is super flat and it looks creepy or his legs are flat and that looks weird as well so <laughs> uh, i guess like so another question would be like do your ships have to be like otp level like, are they, I guess, could you give me an example of a ship that you have? And then would you say that the majority of your ships are OTP level or just like, and when I say like one true pairing, mm-hmm. even though technically you're only supposed to have one OTP. I feel like you can have, I, you know, I don't care if people have multiples. I'd have multiples. I, I have multiples too. I feel like it's like one per show for me. Oh, yeah is like not that I don't like I can I'll ship multiple people or groups or whatever within a show but it's like I'll have the like one pairing that I'm like these are like you know top tier shit yeah I would say "Mm, I didn't really think of that yeah because I don't really at the moment I don't you know I tend to not have a lot of ships at once either yeah but I would say you know And this gets back to, or this relates back to just where it's like when I get into shipping, it's like, I, I don't want to say I go like all in, but it's like, I have to really like the couple in order to like go find stuff about them. So like, okay. So for example, like for Voltron, I think that's the most I ever got into a ship. So I really like Pidge and Lance together. I thought that was the cutest shit. Mm, And mm -hmm. I was like obsessively checking AO3 and 
Tumblr for new updates for, well, AO3 obviously for fanfics, but, um, you know, Tumblr for, for fan art mainly, but, you know, sometimes people would like post little like drabbles or shit too. So, and I was doing that like every day, like when I go into work in the morning, um, cause I'd have the morning shifts, yeah. I would get my bagel and depending on what day of the week it was, there were some fanfic authors that would like update their stories for multiple chapters. So I'd be like, oh, it's Wednesday. Oh. Uh, this person's pretty good about being on time every week about, you know, posting a new chapter. So I'm going to read that while I eat my bagel for breakfast. So that was yeah. like the fucking bomb.com. But aside from that, um, I, I'm kind of over them now. The show's over. Spoiler alert, they didn't get together, which I have my opinions Dang. on that, but it, whatever <laughs> is what it is. Well, that would, that's what brings, can like a lot of people too say that if they're not cam- canon, it can't be a ship. Or, you know, is it, is it more likely to be a ship if they're fanon? And, you know, how important is it? that in like in the article i was surprised by the amount of people that said it was extremely important that their ship become canon Mm -hmm. because to me when i ship something or someone like it's like i don't care if they become it'd be great if they did but to me it's more likely that if they aren't canon that's more of a shipping criteria because i don't know that's just how my brain works yeah because i feel like for shipping if you only considered what becomes canon there'd be like nothing there'd be like no people right. involved just because it's you know and well, then and also cons- it's like would you still consider it canon if say the couple you really like got together and then maybe they break up and then they move on to different people but you still yeah. like them together the best would you still consider that shipping then if mm-hmm. they you know, canonically break up and move on, or even if they don't move on and it's just that they broke up, it's like, would you still consider that shipping? Cause they're no longer together, even though they once were. Well, and what I think is interesting too, is that canon tends to be more heteronormative yeah. with couples and stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of shipping is not, it, it's, it's gay very, you know, shit. yes, it is. It's so gay. <laughs> so it's just interesting to see I want, you know, is, is it more of a trying to get a diverse type of like reading, like to represent the readers and the authors out there? Or is it just because, yeah, well, and we then just also, ship who we want to ship? People have, um, you know, different head cannons too. So getting back, okay, so a good example would be Pigeon Lance. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the show, I feel that the, the character Pidge uh, makes it very clear, like she dresses as a boy. Because, um, well, initially she dresses as a boy because she sneaks into like this academy. She's trying to find her brother and her dad. And um, just so people wouldn't know who she is, she, you know, tries to disguise herself. And then once they're in fucking space and all they have is the clothes on their back, you know, then she continues to dress in boy clothes and the same clothes Mm -hmm. that she had since you know, day one, because that's what they have. It's not like they really go out and go shopping or you see them in different outfits. Um, So, and she like, I feel like she makes it like very clear in the show. She's like, you know, I'm a girl. Uh, She, in flashbacks before she tried to disguise herself and everything, she's like 
very feminine. She has really long hair. She wears yeah, dresses yeah. and skirts and shit. Um, but I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, headcanon her as non-binary or nice. trans, so uh, female to male. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings in the, the LGBTQ aspect. Uh, so even though Pidge and Lance say they got together in the show would have been a heteronormative relationship, people then in fandom took it and went okay well yeah. I, I see it as this which then turn yeah know, obviously is it's no longer at that point a heteronormative relationship so mm-hmm. uh so i mean that's like a very specific example but um but more of what i see is like you know the haiku fandom it's a bunch of fucking dudes so what are you going to expect people to ship all the yeah. fucking dudes together like it's exactly. gonna be gay as hell like i don't <laughs> and that's for any kind of like boys sports anime it's Pretty gonna be much. shipping the boys with the boys yeah 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 but but i do agree that in in, in general um ships that are not canon either because the show's over and they you know those sh- people did not get together or you know the show's going on and those people still haven't gotten together I feel like it's still a lot of, you know, very, very gay in the shipping, shipping world. Yeah. And I guess speaking of like, cause you're saying like head cannons and fan discourse and stuff mm-hmm. like, um, has fan behavior ever like affected how you personally feel about ships or how you like, does it make, does it affect how you want to ship or does it turn you off or like, does it influence you? I guess I should say, like in both negative and positive ways, does fan behavior influence you negatively and positively? I would say fan behavior in a positive. That's a really good question. I really like that. You're coming out with like bangers. I feel like you're just interviewing me, and I'm like along for the ride. <laughs> I'm using I'm using that article that you know we both read over. I'm like, I got some good shit I'm in looking it. Looking at it with all the different questions and the bar charts, um, but I would say. I don't know if this is like a great way to answer this part of the, or like, I know this isn't exactly what you mean with this question, but positively, I would say um, fandom has impacted me for shipping and that, you know, I'll see fan art and fanfics and I'm like, this is so awesome. This is, you know, giving me life, feeding me, you know, my crops are watered, skin is clear. (laughs) It's a good day. Exactly. Uh, but I wouldn't say really negatively because I don't really, I don't really interact. Like I just like, I cannot believe how low I continue to fly under the radar on all my social media platforms. Well, some of them don't surprise me because I don't really post anything. It's not like, okay. So like when I was, you know, really into Voltron, I had, I was, fucking reblogging shit up the goddamn wazoo i think that's still one of my top pegs even though it's been like years since i've reblogged anything related to it um <laughs> but i know that got really toxic and that never turned me away from the show or um or shipping but i can see where some people it could really get nap it can get really nasty and you know they don't want to either interact Or, you know, they're like, you know what, I don't even care anymore. I don't even, you know, now I don't even like these two characters together because you made it because someone or multiple people made it such a pain in the ass to enjoy 
this ship. Yeah. What about you? I mean, have you had any um, like really positive or negative experiences related to shipping? I mean, I guess same for positive because yeah, seeing all that content from people, like it just makes me want to explore certain ships or that I've never even thought about. A, a lot of times too, I'll, I like, especially in the high Q fandom, stumbling across the rarest of fucking pairs and just being like, this is actually brilliant. Like, I think the weirdest one that I ever came across was a Yushiwaka and Yachi. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, wait a second. That makes sense. I think that it, makes sense. I mean, there, yeah, it was it was just really weird. And then there was a couple other ships, too, that I was like, what the? Like, this just, like, Yachi and um, uh, the twins, Osamu. And I was like, okay, but I kind of like this, too. And I'm like, this is just okay like I, I really really liked that um so I'll be in the same boat for positive um influences from the fandoms and but uh negative I would want to say what I what I've seen especially when I'm reading fanfics will be um or even seeing stuff like on TikTok is when people say certain things about certain tropes mm-hmm. or um not necessarily like sometimes people will bash a ship, but then like I've seen like or like don't come to my don't come to my fanfic and bash or and say shit about like like for example one would be in the Marvel one that I Marvel um fandom that I'm in right now with you know is shipping Tony Stark and Peter Parker. And at first glance I'm like, whatever, a ship is a ship. But then like the negativity that I've seen in the fandom surrounding that ship actually influenced me to like do a retrospective okay what do I look for in a ship like what's okay to ship because Tony Stark is obviously extremely older mm-hmm. and Peter Parker is very young so unless well, I mean they... he's a child yes like he's considered a minor by U.S. standards yeah so unless they specify that he's aged up and like Tony's aged down or something I've come to realize that hey I don't appreciate that you know like so in, in a way, the negativity of, or like another one that I saw was someone bashing ABO, like the oh. ABO trope. And I was like, but well, what about, I'm like, I get, so it, it made me like, look like run an introspective. Okay. I this sure. I get why people wouldn't like it, but I tend to read a specific type of ABO universe where it's, you know, very well detailed. And like, I don't like the ones where they just try to use it just to try it up straight up porn or something. Which I could see <laughs> some people shit not rated PD. The shit rated porn. Rated P for porn. Yeah. For everyone. But um so like I my negative influences really come from people saying specific things about ships or about tropes. And then me doing a retro like a retrospective or like a, a reflection on what are my values, what am I looking for specifically, and then helps me decide whether I like something or not. Like that, that's been my experience. I, I try and I've been terrified. I'm not on like social media like that you are, mm-hmm. but I've it's always terrified me to get backlash. Even, you know, publishing educational content, to me, criticism, that's like, you know, just scares me so I yeah, try not I to get into handle criticism at all I'm it's I I need to work on getting better at it because it's obviously not healthy 
<laughs> but I'm yeah. just like, yeah. But I, it always makes me nervous too. I'm like afraid one day we're going to get like some nasty ass message and it, someone will be like, you said this and that sounds like you're anti-LGBTQ or you said this and that's really shitty to say about the fandom or, or like, exactly. I, I'm just like, I, sometimes I just get so nervous. I'm like, I know we're like, I know we're okay, but I just, I'm just like waiting because it's the internet. Anything put on the internet, yeah, inevitably, you're gonna get something negative. Like it's to be expected. I, I wish it wasn't well, that way, but yeah, and you can't affect or you can't say that you're not gonna offend someone because it, they can be offended by us saying that. You know, like. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's so well, I mean, many different levels, and that's by what, like, us being like, "Oh, we love your and Ice," and someone come back to me like, "That's gay," and be like, "Okay, like, well, if it, it is, offends yeah. you, it, like, fuck off, right? <laughs> like, quit being a homophobe." <laughs> but you know, where that where we be, you know, clearly be like, "Okay, who cares?" Like, that's not like we don't consider it offensive. We you know everyone takes things differently, but yeah, I feel like a lot of negativity that I've seen regarding shipping is more like just people being really cruel not even necessarily I hate to say constructive criticism because I feel like that's kind of weird to apply to a ship but I could see maybe more like if someone left a comment on like a fanfic and was maybe like hey I think Mm -hmm. you know character a seems a little like out of character and I don't think that was intentional like yeah. I feel like that would be like constructive criticism without it being rude. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of what I have seen, I have not, you know, I don't have an experience this, but it just sounds like people can be really cruel. And that's scary because I don't, you know, that's why I try not that's why I try not to get in shipping discourse or shipping wars yeah. and you're the same and, way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I am on the, I'm not even on the sidelines. I'm in the stands cheering. Cheering for anyone to ship whatever they want. Because yeah, I mean, I know. don't give a shit. Yeah. And pretty, and most of what I see is, you know, nothing that where I'm like, this seems like it would be considered inappropriate if it was a real life relationship. But that's also kind of why, you know, fiction exists. Yeah, is yeah. to explore things you don't want to explore in real life because you know you're like that's not actually what I'm into or or whatever yeah um but yeah it is kind of weird though when it's like a lot of incest too and I'm like uh, well and know, I guess like, that leads I, me like that, so what is not a good ship a good ship is that it's not incest to, you know at least not for us you know yeah yeah, not that the incest is not for me. Um, yeah, the, and like you talked about like the age gap stuff where I'm like, uh, you know, if they're aged up, that's fine. But yes. especially if what's being depicted is it's like meant to be the canon ages and it's like, like, I, so that's where it's like hard where I'm like, you know, fiction is you can explore a bunch of different things, but yeah. And it's all, and I'm also like, people can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. It's not hurting anyone. Then it also brings in, but it's like, you know, if a bunch of people are going, well, this is okay to depict a relationship between a minor and some, and an adult, especially an adult who's much older, like the example you gave with Tony Stark and Peter Parker, where it's not like Tony Stark is 20, which that would still be inappropriate because Peter Parker is a minor. Yeah. It's not and not that I would give it a pass but that would be a little more 
understandable, I guess, why people would be kind of like, okay, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. like that big of an age gap, but yeah, when it's uh, again, especially ones where the age gap is really big, unless, especially when there's a minor involved, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to, it's hard because it's like, you don't want to give people a pass and then make people think it's okay. Cause sometimes people, you know, fiction can transfer into reality and it's just Mm -hmm. like, then that's where it gets, that's where the line gets blurred. And I, and I have read some fan fictions where they have done like older, um, like one I seen, um, this is going to sound so stupid. The teen wolf fandom with, um, like shipping styles and some of the older male characters. And, but what I've seen though, is they, the author usually writes like a couple paragraphs or at least a couple sentences in the beginning of like each of like a chapter to be like, so I know you see this and this and this, and you may think that this is bad, but they're actually, you know, helping him out at first. And then the relationship develops after a certain point. And as much as I still kind of cringe at that, I'm like, you know, as long as the author recognizes and they're like, you may not like it and that's fine. That's you, but I'm doing this in a set way that doesn't make it seem like they're manipulate, like grooming them because mm-hmm. grooming to me is just, cause I was going to say that sounds like they're trying to excuse grooming. I mean, I obviously haven't read yeah. it, so I don't can't, you know, don't want to say on behalf of the author, but to me, that sounds like I would like warning bells would automatically be going off in my head. Like, okay, this seems like basically grooming. But a lot of these authors that I would read would be like, this is not grooming. They literally were trying to help him. And then something came out of that. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Yeah. And it's so hard to, cause you never know how people are going to react. Cause people take things so differently. Like the, um, I know I was telling, I had told you about this already, but. So I'm reading this Powerpuff Girls fanfic, fanfic, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Well, it is like legitimately funny, but it's like hilarious that I'm reading it because I never really, I never got into the show. Like, no offense to anyone who enjoys the show, but like, I could care less. Like, not saying it's a bad show. It's just never been my thing. <laughs> the fanfic, fucking amazing. Sure. Top tier shit. It's so well written. But the, the characters are all in high school. So it's the Powerpuff Girls and the Ride Rough Boys. And they're all, you know, 17. And then the girls just had their birthday in the latest chapter. So they're 18 now. So obviously aged up from, you know, their canon when they're all little, very little kids mm-hmm. in the show. And um, this, this fanfic has its own take on Tumblr. I don't know why I'm like not saying the name. It's called More Than Human by SBJ. You can find it on AO3 and fanfic.net. I don't know. I was like... T- tiptoeing around saying the name it's good (laughs) uh I I highly recommend it um but I was going through the tag on tumblr for the fic because people will post occasionally and it's normally like really funny shit and someone made this really fucking long ass post about why they didn't like the fic and I think they'd only read maybe the first chapter or two Mm -hmm. and I didn't read everything and I was also kind of irritated because, you know, I really like the fic. So maybe I, if I went and reread it, maybe it wouldn't seem as negative as it came off initially. But one of their, one of the, the, whoever this person was, their big thing was like, 
they're actually little kids, why would you put them in high school and make them have like romantic feelings or like sexual impulses? Because they're no. human? I don't know. Well, and it's like they're teenagers. So it's like, yeah, of course they're fucking horny and stupid right. as shit. So, but, you know, obviously that was a big problem for that poster because they're like, they they saw them as little kids and that you shouldn't mess with their ages. Because that, that is do, a, it just makes you seem like a pervert. Like you want these little kids to be having sex. So you just say that they're like 18 instead. Sure. And also none of them have had sex yet in the story i think it's coming but i don't think it's gonna be graphic so it's a slow burn it's very much a slow burn you yeah it's angsty you would probably like it i will have to send you the link it's really good i love it um it's long as shit too person sbj posts a new chapter roughly once a year so obviously not very often but it's always super long super high quality just amazing yeah but but i mean i'm sure and you know i mean the author probably doesn't give a shit either but you know i'm sure the author probably never was thinking as she's been writing this long ass fanfic over a period of like 10 plus years thinking hmm, i wonder Mm -hmm. if anyone's gonna have a problem with the characters being aged up right which i had never thought about either and that's and but that's what's all about creative um liberty liberty is you know in the fandom and fanon and stuff is to be able to do that and you know because it'll is to you can be different from canon mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't yeah that was definitely that person's main problem like they went through a bunch of other things and then this was at the bottom like i think this is what really bothered them was that the characters were aged up and being like very typical teenagers yeah Um, but I was also like why the fuck did they make this long ass post and they color coded it so like all the different paragraphs corresponded with with what they didn't like about each character so like Blossom all her text was in pink and then buttercup was in green and i'm just like this was like a a lot of effort that was put into this and i don't know why and if you don't like something it's like just leave it alone in fandoms because it's for the most part it's like no one cares don't be an asshole and it's like it's just not worth anyone's time it's just i just i guess it's just hard for me to wrap my head around like you know if someone doesn't like it like why would they keep coming back and you know being an asshole about it yeah well and that's when i ran into um so like speaking of shipping and if you don't like it why don't you just leave it alone um what another article that i read which was on the transformative works and cultures journal it's about um shipping and then boundary regulation and fandom and how like the fandom uses shipping as a means to say what can be it's kind of like what can be considered social norms in a fandom so you know what what can be considered the norm in the high q fandom is shipping these people but as soon as you ship these other people you're like a heretic or something you know it's to try to keep order and so when people but then but then you run into the issue too because sometimes you just clash heads it, I almost want to compare it to the church because, you know, the church uses that to try to, like, <laughs> um, control, you know, and then as soon as someone, like, bounces off, like, and then, like, they split, and then you have, like, the Roman Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox, and they're, like, the same thing, but they're, like, no, and, you know, 
going off of that. Yeah, I feel like in fandoms, people take shipping more serious than anything else, which I think is a very interesting thing that I've noticed. Um, Because, you know, people get into shipping wars or, you know, people just be nasty too and like be like leave mean comments on someone's like art or I'm, and I'm sure on people's fanfics too mm-hmm. um and I, again I'm just like why but then I'm also just like you know it's fiction like this isn't real like why do yeah. you care so much and not to you know I never want to seem like I'm trying to um disregard people people's feelings for things because some people you know shows or certain certain characters or even maybe certain ships or just in general certain certain ship dynamics really help them get through tough times and help them it's true you know do everything so I mean I don't think that's necessarily what's happening when there's shipping wars but you know I understand why people take things so seriously and I'm not saying that you shouldn't or can't and if you do you're like fucking crazy or anything yeah I just I guess for me, I like don't understand why people get so obsessed and then really mean with ships. Cause like, like you're saying, you know, there's kind of like the norms in, in fandoms. And it, like you said, like uh, if people, even if it's a crack ship, you know, people are like, you're a heretic. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Cause it, I know I keep bringing this back to Voltron, but this is just like, Again, I had never experienced anything negative, but it was just like a fucking shit show. The last season was fucking god awful on its own. But, you know, people made like a very bad rap for the fandom because the two, like, big, I don't know, like the two biggest ships. So, um, Keith and Lance, and then Alora and Lance. So, Clance and Alorance, respectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like fucking go at each other. And then I would see yeah. there's a couple fan artists that I like really that I still I still follow, but they don't really post anymore, at least that I've noticed. Um, but they would be like, yeah, someone like someone was really like nasty to me or or something like that. Or, wow, I've been seeing like a lot of discourse and, you know, the Clance and a Lawrence fans just going at each other's throat. And I'm just like, why? I don't get it. I will say though, I didn't start the show as soon as it came out. I think I started after the first season came out, but I already kind of heard of something and Clance was such a big ship. I legitimately thought they were together because I had already seen so much for them. And that wasn't even me like Mm -hmm. looking. It was just, I, I guess it was just so related to other things I was into at the time. I was just like, you know, that's how I saw it. I, that's not, yeah. I, I didn't get into the show because I thought they were together and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, I want to watch the show. Um, I actually got into it because I saw a fan art of Pidge and I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool. And they put like a little description. I was like, this show sounds cool. And then I, you know, went and watched it. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like waiting for Keith and Lance to get together and it never happened. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't give a shit. But yeah, just people can be like super fucking crazy in it that's and and just turned really nasty i mean it was a a tiger show all around but that specifically i'm just like why do people care that much i think b why you're gonna be an asshole to other people yeah well and and like the which i want to reference this article again which is um swan queen shipping and boundary regulation fandom by victoria gonzalez like okay i think it's just a way 
to control the fandom. It's a way to say, this is what is acceptable. Um, what you're doing is endangering the, the, you're endangering what the show is about. You're endangering the values of the show by shipping these people. And that's why their ideas split, you know, mm-hmm. and why they got so hostile with each other. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, not like legitimately funny but I think it's kind of funny that people want like I think that's a really cool take and I feel like that's pretty accurate but it's also interesting because it's like you know this is all made up it's like why are you trying to control (laughs) something that literally like you know it's all fiction like you can do whatever you want like the creators could easily be like you know oh you all like Daichi and Suga together turns out they're both straight as fuck you know and everyone would be like what the fuck like that's one of the top ships in the fandom and it's just like you know so you know with fiction being able to bend so many not bend rules but being able to explore so many possibilities it's interesting then that people would want to constrain that right I think well I wonder again if that is a comfort factor you know to want that to be so real and to be then you're offended when someone else has different ideas it's it kind of comes back to what they want out of the fandom and what they're comfortable with and what brings them mm-hmm. that peace of mind and it you know it threatens their ideals yeah yeah which you know is never fun to have to deal with but again it's also like you know yeah, it's just, Especially you know, let, just let hanging out, like, enjoying what you enjoy and not, and just living your life. And then someone comes along as being a dick and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, right, right. Um, Because yeah, I could see where people could come back and then be really mean back and be like, fuck you. Like, I've just been doing my thing. Like, get away from me. Yeah. Um, Or it could get, like, really hurt and be like, I really like these people. And you brought up these points and now it's like, I can't, like, unthink that. Cause I haven't, that hasn't happened to me, but mm-hmm. I've seen like, <laughs> so there's, I don't think I sent you this TikTok cause I, I didn't want to ruin this for you, but I, I am now. So I apologize, but someone made a TikTok it's for <gasps> BTS and it's uh, J- Jungkook uh, and he's performing on live and it's uh, the part where it's just him and he's singing really high and I'm not going to sing it because I don't a I don't know the words and b I don't want to embarrass myself more than I already do <laughs> on this podcast but then someone <laughs> put they're like it sounds like this and it literally is like I don't remember what it all is but it's like Michael's chicken came tomorrow and I was like I can't unhear this now I'm like I'm never gonna be able to listen to this because that's all I'm gonna be able to hear like in I'm like, oh, oh my no. god! So it's like it was—it's really funny, and it made me laugh. But now I'm like, I can't listen to the song without thinking of that when it gets to that part. So I could see where, with shipping, if someone were to come say something, I not—I don't think the person who made the TikTok about Jungkook was like being mean. I think they were just like, this is funny. Like now I like this is what I heard. I'm gonna share this. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Um, but I think translating that over into shipping is um you know it's like someone could take it maybe not necessarily personal but be like well now I can't like on you know you made these three points and I think they're you know maybe not even valid but you know now that's like I can't 
untangle that from my view of these people. Yes. Yeah. So going on a lighter note as compared to people trying to ruin ships <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> each other. <laughs> Uh, we would also like to round out our Sintmas episode with what phantoms do for Christmas. And there's a lot of different things. It's, you know, there's so much going on for the holidays. And then it's like, you get like, this is like the cherry on top is, you know, phantoms yeah. doing things just for the fun of it too. Um, just around the holidays. Yeah. For, ho- for charities, depending on what exactly is going on. But mm-hmm. But yeah, one thing that I have seen, and this isn't necessarily just for like Christmas. Um, yeah. But I've seen. Or for like, it could. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, but I've seen like mini bangs for fan fiction. Okay. That are, and it's meant to be, and it's not like the, I don't think the theme is necessarily like, oh, you have to write a Christmas theme fanfic. It's more like, you know, we're doing this for the holidays. It's going to be called the, I don't know, Christmas mini bang. But, you know, just write a fic and we can put it all in this collection and, and we're good to go. Yeah. So I, I think I've seen that. Oh, I've sorry, seen that for like know. for birthdays and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. 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 And I've also seen like Secret Santa stuff uh, for a fanfic and fan art. Um, yes, I've seen where, that too. Where creators get together. And sometimes it's like, so we'll write a fanfic and then in return that person will then do fan art of the fic so or i've seen just you know fic exchange or fan art exchange whatever it may be but i but i've seen a lot of like you know it's where it's secret santa yeah i've seen um i've seen the yeah, those things not necessarily i haven't seen a lot of mini bangs but i think i have i just kind of just ignore it when i do or I just don't, doesn't register with me. Mm-hmm. But usually what I see then is um, sometimes uh, authors for fan fiction will do Christmas specials. Sometimes they'll line up their fanfics like just right where it'll be a, literally in the fandom time. It'll like the, or the, the universe of the fanfic, it'll be Christmas time as well. And so they'll line it up really well with that. Or they'll do a surprise chapter update on Christmas or around the Christmas time for like the holiday season. So I think that's really cool that content creators will do that. And even with fan art too, like they'll be like happy holidays and then that'll be their special post for whatever time frame around there. And uh, but one that I recently learned about that apparently is huge, like absolutely massive. And the only reason why I know about this is because I stumbled upon it in my research of fandoms lately is Yuletide. So I never heard of Yuletides. Izzy, have you before this? Uh, no, I would. If someone told me about it, I'd be like, that makes sense. But I'd also be like, this sounds not fake, but I'd also be like, eh, this seems kind of iffy. Like if I so you never heard about I never it, heard but of I've never, you never heard of Yuletide. Of like I've never, nothing. Yeah, I would have been like. It sounds like a drink. It's I'm just a lot sure I've been like, seen a lot of drinks called Yuletide. <laughs> Which is not what this is, but... Well, Yuletide is... Yeah, Yuletide is, I think, it has to deal with a pagan holiday, if I'm not wrong. But so I was always like... <laughs> that well, works for fans. When I came across it, I was... Yeah, I was just like, well, okay. But yeah, so anyways, um, Yuletide is like a twist on the classic Secret Santa exchange. 
but instead of getting normal presents you would get like anonymously submitted works of original fan fiction and then only after christmas day would their that like the author's names be revealed and so it's kind of like this it's giant exchange that's only temporarily anonymous but then it's all the reason why i guess it's not as big where i haven't heard of it is because it's all with fandoms that aren't popular so it's all these it's all these small time weird little fandoms and they're all obscure and then like they, you kind of like pick and choose, I guess, from what I've read is that you like pick and choose or you get assigned a weird, specific, obscure fandom and then you write about it. And these fandoms could be anywhere from like an 1820s role play uh, about the uh, the so-and-so battle. And it's like they, they write like a thousand word pick on that or on really unknown animes. And so that that's what I found out about Yuletide and it is like, thousands and thousands of participants partaking in every year and it just kind of it surprised me that we managed to miss that but since it's obscure fandoms I guess that makes sense and the fact that it usually takes place on dream with which I'm not on dream with and some reddit accounts and things so easy to miss if we're not on those platforms but then it sucks too because then it might be hard to bring in you know, if they're not on, not on the mainstream, they're probably on Tumblr, but I haven't looked on Tumblr because I'm not on it. Yeah, I was going to say I'm surprised it's as big as it is for only having, unless it's just by word of mouth and that's how they grow, which could very well be. But I was going to say, I feel like Tumblr would be a good platform for that. Um, but yeah, Reddit and Dream With, I don't use the person who, who wrote More Than Human has a Dream With account. So I like will go on mm-hmm. their Dream With every once in a while just to see if they like posted any anything. Um, yeah. But I, I'd never even heard of it before. I don't know honestly what Dream With is. I just know that this person specifically has an account. But I'm like, it seems kind of just like a blog area. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, and I don't go on Reddit. Unless I'm like trying to find um, links to watch things, because Reddit people normally come through with that. So yeah, no, so that was something that I think is really cool that fandoms and fan fiction authors, you know, authors in general, just partake in. I thought I was like cool i don't know if i'd ever do it because then you know you could be assigned a random thing and you have to write it out but oh and i guess they also i mean they do have a tag on ao3 so you could always check them out that way because i know that they have a uh, what's that called where like a not a bookmark but a group like a group on ao3 so yeah they have that to look at a collection yes um but yeah, uh, another thing, too, that I think I see fandoms do around Christmas is they support their local Etsy content creators and other uh, fandom creators, because I know that's what I do, and I know that's what Izzy does. Um, I it's just am in the holiday spirit all the year, <laughs> because I'm shopping on Etsy yeah. year-round <laughs> like a dumb bitch. Exactly. No, I mean, I think that's cool, too, because then a lot of times... 
the can like the creators will cater to a Christmas um themed merch like like the one that I really like right now is Little Mochi Shop, which we mentioned before in, on our Tumblr. And they've got they've got a Christmas special photo cards out right now, which are really or not, not necessarily Christmas, but a holiday special. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super cool. And I gotta like like no, I don't need it, but I want it. <laughs> Maybe that's I'll get my- it as a present for myself. Yeah, that's always my thing. I'm like, yeah, I just bought some stickers from this one shop I really like on Etsy. And they're kind of like Christmassy-ish, but you can pass them off for all winter. So that's why I bought them because I'm like, well, I know, A, they're not going to get here before I send out all my Christmas cards anyway. So I'm like, it's not like I'm going to be using them for that. But um, but I'm like, well, these, again, will can pass for like all winter or like for the entire winter season so I'm like I'll buy them I'm like they're good prices I like this store it's super cute it's uh this is also a BTS shop and I love this woman's sticker she does a she does mainly BT21 stuff so she has gotten mm-hmm. quite a few orders from me you know with Etsy too I mean some shops clear out their stuff so it's like you never know I don't want to just assume that it's going to be there all the time. I mean, obviously, like the holiday stuff, maybe they'll keep it up until they sell out. But it's like, that's not going to be a year round thing that they have. So, I mean, that's, you know, pretty clear. Like, okay, if I don't get this and I wait around for another month, it's more than likely going to be gone. Or even if it's not gone, they might take it down from their shop listing. So, mm-hmm. which is, is cool. Cause then you get a lot of new items too. And, and, you know, every shop is different too. Some, some of the shops that I've seen, it's like, they've got the same, same stuff and they add on more. It's not like, it's necessarily a, a cycle of like, okay, you know, in the next five days, I'm going to do a shop update. And if you don't buy this stuff now, you're never going to see it again. Well, and I think now that as we like talk about what we want from, from Etsy. Uh <laughs> Izzy, tell me about your wish list. <laughs> what do you want for the holiday season? Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you really want, Izzy. Tell me what you want. What you really, really want. What I want, really want the Uriah Ice movie to come out. I want a fucking release date. I'm don't I don't like the suspense. I understand that there are things that we're probably not aware of that's going on that the studio is, you know, doing whatever. But also it's like they've been teasing this for years and it's like, come on, you got the trailer out. Let's go. Like you got enough done where you mm-hmm. felt okay to release the trailer. Like let's fucking go. But I'm true. also excited to see. Uh, well, I plan on seeing the new Jujutsu Kaisen movie. That looks really good. My, this is another, but this is a wish. I have not seen Nanami in any of the fucking trailers, so hopefully he pops up, because I don't see why he Ooh. wouldn't. He deserves to be there, but it's, it still looks and good I don't, without I him. I don't though. know. But not that I Maybe see. he'll make, like, a cameo. He better. He'll be in, like, the credits. Yeah. Which would be okay with me. That's enough for me, but... As long as he would, shows his face. <laughs> I would just need to see his glasses and I'd be like, this is enough for me. <laughs> You're like, all right. All right. But, but in all seriousness, though, the movie, I think the movie looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Emma? What is on your wish list this simmis season? 
the simpmas this simpmas um i don't necessarily have any animes that i want out but i want more um more Haikyuu and BTS fan fiction that are <laughs> catered around polyamorous groups, groupings, and with an OT7 focus. Uh, yes, I want more fan fiction out. Oh, preferably with a start of like 30,000 words because that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, and I, I won't hear devour. that fanfic authors. Let's just drop 30,000 words one, one sitting. There are some one chats though that are maybe not thirty thousand words for me, please. Because yes, I'm like, why didn't you split this up into chapters? But whatever. Yeah, no. So that's that's what I want. Any specific poly groups you'd like? Um, I mean, in the haiku fandom, I love. I really like the shippings of you know Daichi and Suga, and then. Iwazumi and like Oikawa like I love that poly ship but I'm really down for any poly ship as well as long as it's well done especially if there's like a Hinata focus as you know or if someone like Suga is the focus like I don't know I would I just like it I don't get too much in a polyamorous shipping but I would get I could get behind um someone writing a fanfic where it's all the team managers getting together because they're all girls yeah why hasn't anyone done well maybe i haven't looked maybe that's why there's some my guess is i haven't looked either i just thought of this i'm like that would be a good one it's probably out there i would almost be be rare though too because you pretty much the only two managers you see are yachi and kyoko and even that's pretty limited the, and the only reason why I like poly groups is because I am a sucker. I am a sucker for like the communication trope. It's like, just talk out all your feelings, talk out the consent. Fuck. Yeah. It's like porn, but better. <laughs> porn with talk about, porn, porn talk, plot. <laughs> exactly. Talk about your feelings. Talk about, you know, communication. Oh God. I love it all about that that's why i think i like it because you need a lot of commu- communication in a like a polyamorous group and like yes yeah do you also like polyamorous groups because there's more to focus on whereas if it's just like two characters it's i don't want to say it gets boring yeah. but like no you, I obviously think you... two compared to like four yeah i think you make a good point a very different I, dynamic yeah i do like i do like the fact that it's more characters I, I, yeah, I never thought about that because it's and especially if they're all characters that I really like to mm-hmm. to read about their interactions. It's like the best of both worlds, you know. Yeah, because yeah, have you ever been reading something and you're like super into it and this one character pops up and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck off. Like, like, I was vibing and you're throwing it off. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't even have to be like that someone that's coming in as an antagonist. It's just it's like a different point of view from a different character. It's like, I don't care about you. Go back to what I want. That's the worst. I I haven't read too many fanfics where the point of view changes. But yeah, I've read a, quite a few books. And whenever there's, you know, viewpoint changes, 
there's always one character. I'm like, I could care less about you. Like, I don't want to hear you talk. Like, other stuff was going on, and now it's your chapter, and I don't want to hear you. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. care what's going on with you. I don't want your viewpoint. Like, let's get back to the action I'm interested in. Skip, skip the chapter. <laughs> um, um, I've been tempted to do that, but then it's like there's always important stuff that happens. Yeah. And it's like, ah. Like, yeah. Well, now I got to read this because otherwise I'm not going to know what's going on later on. Um, oh, and I also want uh, my wish list is product and merchandise from Purple Nuna on Etsy, the little mochi shop on Etsy, uh, any anime keychains. Uh, and then please, Santa, give me motivation <laughs> to do things with the fan, like writing fan fiction and stuff, because I've got plenty of ideas. It's just actually sitting down to write it. And maybe, you know, motivation to finish my one that's currently out. Um, you know, that would be nice. As if I'm asking for Santa to help. It's all it's all me. It's all banking on me. But <laughs> I'll be your motivation, except I'll just be mean, not mean about it, but I'll just be on you constantly. Fair you enough. You won't like me anymore. You'd be like, God damn it. She's talking to me again. She's pushing me to write something I really want to write. How dare she? <laughs> this bitch. This bitch looking out for me and um well and that wraps up our wish list for this year feel free to send us stuff you know to our imaginary address or if you really do want to we'll be more than glad to give it to you and you know presents we'll and then we'll happy thank to you. create a p.o box <laughs> a p.o box for sim city <laughs> yes santa's coming and yes he will need wait what am i trying to say I don't know. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, like Santa really like you had a very strong start. <laughs> I did. And then I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Santa's coming to Sim City and he needs your presence. Santa's coming to Sim City and he heard that oh no, I lost nope. it. Never mind. No, nope. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work because then it sounds like he's a needy, <laughs> greedy son of a bitch. And I'm like, I know nope, it doesn't sounds work. Creepy. Like he's a pervert. Like, I heard you're all a bunch of thirsty hoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyways, um, Thank you, everyone, for listening to our, or for tuning in, I guess I should say, to this city. Fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Off the rails today we are. (laughs) So I'm trying to say, um, thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's Simps Giving. God, that's not what I want to say. Thank you, everyone, (laughs) for tuning into our lovely Simpmas with, um, you know, as we sat around a cozy fire. We really didn't. But it seemed like it because I was in the presence of Izzy. Aww. And, Aww, <laughs> thank you. And we got to share our ideas on shipping and fandom. You know, instead of giving gifts, we just shared our ideas. Uh, and what better what better way to spend the holidays than spend it with people you enjoy? That oh, that's a very sweet way to end it. Ah, how cute. I try. Yeah. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. It's crazy to think that this will be the last episode we post for 2021. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we hope you all have a wonderful holiday season there. I know we talked a lot about Christmas specifically, but there are plenty of other religious and non-religious holidays that are celebrated this time of year. So we all hope you have a really wonderful holiday season and spend it with the people that you enjoy being around. And of course, we also hope that you sleep well and simple, dear residents. Meeting is adjourned. <laughs>